Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a new partner, Arostia, a new coffee roaster based in Queens. This company was created by and is run by a huge fish fan, Andy Hollander, who hasn't caught a hold your head up since 12, 15, 95, but is definitely not bitter about it. I've had this coffee and it's really great. Andy started roasting coffee during the pandemic, taught himself, and then that turned into this label, Arostia, which launched late last year. I had a bag of the Ethiopian coffee and it was gone really quickly because I liked it so much and I drank a lot of it and I need more. The beans were grown at an altitude of 2,100 meters above sea level, which contributes to a dense bean that continues to develop its flavors after the roasting process is done. The tasting notes include apple, raisin, and caramel, and there are more coffees coming very soon. So support this fan-owned business and try the coffee today. And for Osiris listeners, there's a 10% discount code on the site. Use the code OSIRIS at checkout for 10% off your order, and stay tuned for the launch of a coffee subscription. You can order and sign up for the mailing list at arostia.com. That's A-R-O-A-S-T-I-A.com. And you can find Arostia on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, Arostia. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Osiris. Hello, 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 hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. 
Megan, Jonathan, Brian, we're all here. Well, not all of us because RJ's not here, but you know, we're here. We're fighting rain. We're fighting wind. We're fighting sleep. We're fighting friends coming to visit us. We're fighting potential headaches. Nothing, nothing, nothing can stop the Helping Friendly Podcast (laughs) from bringing you a recap of fish shows from the previous summer tour or or the current summer tour. I don't know. I don't know the words that are coming out of my mouth. But tonight, (laughs) today, this morning, wherever you may be listening to this podcast, we are talking about Fish's single night show and single set show from Clarkson, Michigan, Pine Knob. I think it's still called the DTE Music Center. I don't know. What is Fish.net say? It's back to Pine Knob now. It's back to Pine Knob. renamed it Pine Knob. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's really good for an energy company to think about things like that. Um, So we are here today to talk about the show that happened last night that almost didn't happen and then was short of happening and was, you know, it happened. It was a one set show that fish, I would argue, kind of nailed. Would you guys argue that? You could ask for more from the show, but it might not be fair. A lot of very strong jamming, especially in the beginning of the show. Yeah. A lot of strong jamming, especially Mm -hmm. in the beginning of this show. I agree with that. I'm really, really excited to dive into this. Also in the middle and also towards the the end. end. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. They spread it around. I have some theories about this. I'm really excited to dive into it. Um, We are going to be joined here shortly by Scotty King, big time friend of the podcast. Shout out one of the greatest Beyond the Pond guests and fans. One of the only guests of the short-lived podcast, The Drop. Really, really good dude. Love talking fish with him. He's wearing an awesome hat as well. Uh, Scotty can be found at Mr. Scotty King on Twitter, as well as Clay Bird from the We Are Everywhere podcast. Clay can be found at WAE underscore podcast on the internet. Very, very stoked to have both them on. They're going to join us here shortly. Before they join us, though, we do have some business that we need to get through. You know, Jonathan... When you're feeling down, when you're feeling a little crummy, there's always one thing that tends to help you. And to me, that one thing is Sunset Lake CBD. Is that something that helps you as well? Uh, You know, sometimes it does. Should Should I tell everybody about Sunset Lake CBD? Please tell everyone about Sunset Lake CBD. Well, Sunset Lake CBD's line of smokable hemp products are for the old deadhead and young fish fan or young deadhead and old fish fan, whatever you got. Uh, Searching for the mellow body high. Smoking CBD has all the benefits of high THC cannabis without the paranoid or anxious side effects. With nine different strains from this year's harvest, there's something for everyone. Hawaiian haze is awesome for an outdoor show. Uh, as long as your joint doesn't get rained on. Uh, cherry abacus is best for the end of the night. 
Uh, all of the flour is grown, cured, and trimmed by Sunset Lake CBD farmers. And even better, Sunset Lake CBD's farm-to-table approach gets you great pricing on premium CBD flour by shipping directly from their farm to your door. I, I dig this stuff. It, uh, you know, satisfies that need might be strong, that interest that want to smoke when it might not be the right time to get high on traditional cannabis. Uh, you can fall back on this and you can feel good, feel relaxed, and uh, carry on with what you've got to get done. So you can check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code HFPOD for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. It's an amazing, amazing company, amazing organization, amazing product. We highly recommend you utilize it for your show-going experience or for your relaxation and mental health uh, uh, needs. So great stuff from Sunset Lake. We also want to shout out our sponsors, Passion House Coffee. Here at Osiris, we are powered by a few things. Music, of course. Last night's music, of course. But also coffee. I am being powered by a cup of passion houses ocean of osiris drank out of a coffee mug my wife got me for christmas last year that has some of my favorite vinyl records on it so i am literally drinking music right now if you are watching this you can tell we are always drinking passion house and we have our very own blend as i mentioned the ocean of osiris please visit passionhousecoffee.com to get some of this and other coffee today you can use the code on your screen, or if you're listening, it's O-S-I-R-I-S, Osiris, for free shipping on every order. And we have a contest that is running and continuing to run all summer long. When Fish plays an ocean song, go ahead and tag at OsirisPod, plus at Passion House Coffee on Twitter, and use the hashtag Ocean of Osiris. We will pick two winners at random each show. Last night, late breaking news, we got a winner for Passion House Coffee. Ben Erickson, who can be found on Twitter, at BenErickson922. We will get in touch with you, good sir, for winning last night's Ocean of Osiris contest. Everyone keep throwing your ideas out there. Fish is going back to the beach this weekend, and you can almost imagine just knowing how cheeky trey is you can almost guarantee that trey is going to be playing a ton of ocean songs so song heard the ocean sing the shipwreck drowned maybe sea and sand and if they play sea and sand you know, what happens? you know what happens what happens if they play sea and stand kind of a big grand deal prize winner right mm-hmm. what happens with the grand prize winner someone gets to have coffee Mr. Tom Marshall and the big boss, Mr. RJB. Talk about life. Talk about music. Talk about coffee. Whatever you want to do. Lyrics. Whatever you want to talk about. Present some of your own songs that you've been working on. I know that that's that's a super popular thing. So, you know, you, you can do that. It's a ton of fun. Thank you to Passion House. Amazing sponsor. Amazing partner for this summer tour. And speaking of fish in Atlantic City, you know that it's coming. It's coming this weekend. It's coming tomorrow. tomorow. It's tomorrow. I'm picking Is up my tomorrow? friend from the airport right after this pod because she's flying in for the shows. It's tomorrow. Can't wait. 
August 5th, 6th, and 7th. If you are still without tickets for Fish's AC run, you can get them at osirispod.com slash AC. Get all three tickets for that. Uh, for that run should be amazing. It's a huge party on the beach. I remember when they played there last year, turning on the webcast before the show and they just had the camera on the crowd and it's summer 2021. And it was like, holy crap, there's a ton of people here all together. This is amazing. It was so cool to see. Um, so if you need to get tickets still go to osirispod.com slash AC. In addition to fish playing in Atlantic city, we have a ton, a ton happening in Atlantic city. We will be, at the Anchor Rock Club on Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, August 6th and Sunday, August 7th from 2 to 4 p.m. both days. I'm going to tell you a bit about that. These are free events. No money out of your pocket. Just come hang out with us. Saturday, our wonderful, wonderful co-host, Megan, is going to be there with RJ and John Barber to talk through his music, listen to him play an acoustic set, as well as recap Friday night show. Should be really, really incredible. Awesome hang there. And then on Sunday, we are doing a benefit for the Water Reel Foundation. Again, this is from 2 to 4 p.m. We will be discussing fish with special guests, auctioning off fish vinyl, posters, shirts, and other hard-to-find memorabilia. We want to thank our sponsors at Tonewood Brewing. They will have a ton of their beer on tap, which is going to be awesome. And you can get your free tickets. You do need RSVP, but you can get your free tickets at osirispod.com slash ARC. Now, Meg, you're going to be there, which is going to be awesome. But what happens if you're, say, in Denver, Colorado, and you're like, I want to see Megan talk about fish, and I want to see this John Barber set, and I want to maybe auction I want to maybe see if I can win some of these prizes that Osiris has on Sunday. What what would you do? Well, it's going to be really easy. Everyone can be involved. You can just go to the link, osirispod.com slash AC1. That's for the Saturday event. Log on at like 2, 2.15. They're going to be having a giveaway going on through Whatnot, which is the auction platform we're using. And they're going to stream the show on Saturday too. And you can do a giveaway while you're waiting for the show to start and watch the whole event live. And then on Sunday, we're going to have the same link. It's osirispod.com slash AC2. And you're going to be able to participate in the auction or just stream the event and hang out with us. We have incredible guests on Sunday as well. I just did the tech call yesterday. It's pretty exciting who's going to be there. It's just going to be really fun. I also don't think I'm allowed to say this, but I saw the amount of tickets we've sold and it looks like it's going to be a really fun full event. So I really want everyone to come because it looks like we're going to have a big crowd and that's really exciting. So come hang out, come say hi. Super, super exciting. I wish I could be there and uh, I'm, I'm going to be watching from afar. I'm very, very excited to see what this is like. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. We also have two more events that we want to tell you all about and then we will get on with the show. The first is on Thursday, August 11th. RJ and I will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin for an evening of music and conversation with Riley Walker. Um, This event is going to be incredible. It's at a venue called the Cooperage, which also runs shuttles from downtown Milwaukee to Alpine Valley for for the fish shows, uh, for the three shows over the weekend. Go there, hang out. They've got some great local beers on tap. There's food trucks around. You can rent kayaks and go, go hang out in the river behind the venue. Come inside, listen to some music, listen to some conversation with Riley. He is amazing. Um, you can get your tickets for this at osirispod.com slash Milwaukee. And we want to let you know that support for this 
episode here comes from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. It's found on the dial at 88.9 FM. Radio Milwaukee helps its listeners discover new music across genres through its two unique radio channels, 88.9 and HYFIN. 88.9 is an alternative station playing all kinds of music, and HYFIN hyphen is one of the first urban alternative stations in the country. It's focused on playing all types of black music. Throughout its 15 years on the air, Radio Milwaukee stations have been the first in the country to play artists like Lizzo, Alabama Shakes, James Vincent McMarrow, Valerie June, and more. Both stations add just-released music every week, they have a gender-balanced playlist, and they amplify Milwaukee-based artists. Listen online at RadioMilwaukee.org or through the Radio Milwaukee mobile apps. We're so stoked to be sponsored by 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and cannot wait to bring you this show a week from today. Get your tickets now. $15 in advance, $20 day of show. And then finally... We've highlighted Megan. She's doing everything she can in Atlantic City. I'm doing stuff in Milwaukee. Jonathan, this dude on the screen here that I love talking music with, he and I are going to be hanging out later this month at the Larimer Lounge on Wednesday, August 31st for an evening of music and conversation with the band Taper's Choice. Taper's Choice is a collective. Dave Harrington's in it. Alex Bleeker's in it. Uh, Chris Thompson from Vampire Weekend's in it. They all got together. They started jamming and magic happened and they have amazing songs that go into huge jams like donor rap and the Dave test and blanking on the names of other songs, which is really bad in the moment, but I absolutely love these guys. Check them out on Bandcamp. They've released four choice, four of their choice cuts, uh, amazing recordings, amazing live shows. Really can't wait to interview these dudes and see them play. So get your tickets for that at osirispod.com slash Denver. Finally. Excited to see those guys play. Very excited. Very, very, very excited. Finally, before we go live here with our guests, thank you all for hanging with us as we're giving you all the insights. There's so much happening here at Osiris. We do want to shout out our good friends over at Wook Plus. They have a ton of great content. The Lot goes live on Wednesdays, pre-show. There's one more Wednesday gig here for the summer tour next week in Toronto. They also go live for the After Fish After Show, 15 minutes post-show. You can watch both of them either on Twitter, at Wook Plus, or on YouTube by searching Wook Plus. Great dudes. All three of us have been on their shows. They're a ton of fun. It's a really, really great hang. We would encourage you to check them out. Anything else that we need to say before we bring on our esteemed guests? No, let's get those guys on here. Yeah, let's get, let's get them on here. Let's start breaking down that puddle of a show if you will. You know what I'm saying? We are going to bring on right now, Mr. Scotty King and Clay Bird. How are you guys doing here today? Doing good. Yeah. Drying out. Doing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drying out. I just want to say whoever's idea it was to make the, the post show at 1 PM hats off to you because it's like the perfect amount of time to like 
get woken up and shake everything off and not be like <laughs> hung over on the podcast. So thanks for making it such a great time. Yeah. You know, not- a lot, a lot of thought went into that of like, how, mm-hmm. how early can we do this that it's still relevant and that people aren't on lot, but how late can we do it that the people who we're having on have recovered from the night before. So yeah. I appreciate you noticing that. It's a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, I got to give you the shout out. We got a comment here from Sean Taylor. Mr. Scotty King is also one hell of a teacher, friend, and human in general. So based on everything that he says about fish, at least you know he is a good teacher, he is a good friend, and a good human. <laughs> what do you teach, Scotty? Uh, I'm a high school history teacher. Very nice. Mm, yeah. Cool. So, yes, we'll offer some perspective from a historical perspective, too, from Pine Knob. Maybe. There it is. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. The, uh, the, the border also was my concern today, but uh, – uh, thank goodness for for smart app technologies that know how to get around and get us across the border in time. It was a very smooth crossing today. So, choice. Did you make, Good. Did you make the drive home after the show, or did you wait no, until this morning? Okay. Not advisable. We did. We were lucky enough to have a friend uh, who lives in Gross Point who was willing to drive us to mm-hmm. and from the show, which was awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, we did definitely did a sleepover. But uh, I've got a kid's eighth birthday party to host. Almost immediately when we're done here, so it's been tight. Wow. We're day. Squeezing it in. I love it. Yeah, it was a big we day. It. Well, we will, we will, we will march on through. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so no thankful problem. that you guys were both able to come here. Um, I think the best way to jump into this, like one of the defining stories about this show, is obviously going to be the weather. Which I don't remember exactly what time it was yesterday when I got the first notification. But a friend of mine who is a constant worrier about fish and fish-related events just sent me a picture of the Detroit area that was like some green, a lot of yellow a ton of orange and then like a bunch of red right over Detroit. And he was like, I don't think this show is happening tonight. And I was, you know, started looking up the radar and started, you know, putting on my amateur weatherman hat and being like, no, 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 the weather's going to be past Detroit by like mid set one. They can delay this a little bit and come on. People aren't afraid of getting wet. Right. Well, we know what happened. The band ultimately Delayed the start of the show, played a one-set show. And so we want to talk about the vibe of what this was like. Because there's, you know, so much energy that goes into going to a fish show. And then things change and it kind of it kind of messes with you in good and bad ways. But this section is brought to us, or this segment of the show is brought to us by our friends at Section 119. They're the premier apparel brand where many fans shop to represent their favorite band in everyday life. You got sophisticated designs and epic quality. Section 119 offers donut-inspired button-down shirts, board shorts, dry-fit polos, and hoodies, among many other awesome clothing types. Use the code you see on your screen or listen to me say it. Summer 22 for a 20% discount off your next purchase. You're going to love your new gear. And with that in mind, Clay, starting with you, what was the vibe of the show like when you arrived to the weather stuff to all that as uh, ahead of getting in? Yeah, <clears throat> I had to, I had to do some mental work on myself to not ruin my own vibe. Um, I live about an hour north of Pine Knob, and it was the rain started about two, three, and just got significantly worse. So the whole drive was like brutal. I mean, like I'm mm. tense, you know, like try you can't really oh, yeah. see in front of you. Um, so like we finally get there, it lets up a little bit. I think we got to, to the lot about right around five, five ish, five fifteen. Um, 
it still was raining, but then it started to let up for about 45 minutes to an hour. And we're like, okay, this is, this is good. You know, this is positive. People are starting to get out of their cars and mingle a little bit. And then it starts up again. And then there's the thunder and then there's the lightning and there's like, oh my God. And I was like, please don't cancel the show. Please don't cancel the show. Just like everyone, you know? Um, but once, you know, you could get your cell phone to work, you know, and seeing the updates from the band and, you know, uh, surrender to the flow was helping out with, you know, getting stuff and, um, seeing that we were going to have one set, then the chatter starts, you know, like, Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna do a game hinge set or they're gonna do, you know, they're, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a heater. It's gonna be the best. Um, but the vibe overall, from what I saw, uh, the rain really didn't dampen people's moods too much. You know, I think there was a level of anxiety, not knowing what was going to happen. But once we found out that the show was going to happen, um, everybody was in good spirits from what I saw. Awesome. So that, that tension, the, is this going to happen? And then finally the relief, yeah. um, Tension and relief, a little bit of a different type of jamming than Fish typically does. Uh, Scotty, what about you? Was it was it a similar vibe for you? What, what was how, how was it for you? For sure. I mean, we were monitoring just like everybody else, glued to the radar, and the system was kind of moving like this. And there was just that one moment of hope early in the afternoon. Like, oh, maybe it's going to go north. Maybe it's just going to miss us. Everybody was kind of like watching it, kind of tracking northeast on the radar. And then there was this inevitability. Uh, we got to the lot about four thirty. And uh, we had just head down to Shakedown and the blackness and you could see the front just coming in and we're like, nope, turn around, head back <laughs> to the car. By the time we got back to the car, like dudes beside us had like a like a full tent set up. They're like, should we put this away? And the second the guy said, should we put this away? It started to go airborne. So like we oh, immediately gosh, run gosh. over, grab the tent, everybody takes a piece of it. We dropped the tent. We spent the first half an hour of the storm, which was like the, the front of the storm huddled underneath this guy's tent. Uh, and then uh, like Clay said, there was like a, a bit of a reprieve. Uh, people ducked back into their cars for a bit, but the, the whole, <laughs> the joke became every time you went to get out of your car, it just started raining harder again. So <laughs> it became sort of that embrace the suck mentality. Everybody just collectively was like, okay, no, it's like ponchos and whatever, you know, just we're in this. And then, then it became kind of like one of those hangs, right? Like we're just, everybody didn't care about the rain so long as the lightning and the thunder went away. And that became like literally people looking at their watch every time a thunderbolt went down, you're like oh, half an hour from this, you know, everybody's yeah. familiar with that kind of general rule. Um, but it was really cool. I got to like, I hooked up with a guy I haven't seen in 20 years. They had like a Westvalia that we ducked into for a good solid 45 minutes, which was this amazing reprieve. I literally nice. told the story about this guy on the attendance bias podcast, which published this week. Like it's the same guy. I got to say, I told a story <laughs> about you. It was just like, that's you know, awesome. yeah, it's just, you know, lots sometimes cannot be great, but pine knob is a great lot just the way yeah. it's set up it's got that row of trees there it's this it's been the same since time in memoriam it's just you know what you're gonna get there so it was a good lot and then it became the waiting game just like everybody else now i i'd, I'd be remiss if i didn't mention this quickly i have a bad track record with fish cancellations um and and between uh toronto in 2013 uh, getting into curveball and driving into my camping spot the second the announcements made that it's oh God. off. Oh I'm a God. Coventry kid. Like I've, there's a, you want to talk vibe. There's this feeling <laughs> I'm now very familiar with, 
with a show. I'm scared to go to a show with you, Scotty. I gotta say. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) And I said that if I I was apologizing to people. I'm like, this is me. I'm sorry. This is me. (laughs) It's it's where I I live. This whole Michigan, Southern Ontario, we know those bands of storms on those hot summer days. Um, But there really was a sense that we were going to get in. Like people yeah. remain fairly optimistic and the one set, you know, everybody's, everybody's talking about Fenway. Everybody's like, you know, remembering, no, we're going to get it one set. And then of course we thought the energy was just going to be pure heat because we're all pent up and we've had a c- couple extra hours in the lot. And we thought it was going to be a bomb. And it was great. It was like, it was just great energy once you got inside. And and we do need to talk about how we all got inside too, because that's, I don't know about your experience, Clay, but my, my ticket never got, got scanned, never got, checked no yeah it was i had the same experience there was a guy coming through like as we were in line and they were and he worked there and he was like just so you know they're not checking tickets he was like just go in just go in wow. and wow. <laughs> that's exactly wow. what happened everybody just was just wanted to get everybody in right yeah Is that, i was yeah. like okay Could've well because the, the turnaround from- the turnaround from them announcing the doors are open to them being on stage was about 30 35 minutes I want to say something something like that like we we got the Twitter update and I went to turn on the live fish webcast maybe 10 minutes later and then they came on it was it was not this like structured process so I'm mm-hmm. wondering if they were kind of just like just get everyone in as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the line was moving is. so fast. We were like, either like we just we couldn't believe the line was moving that fast. We thought people yeah. had literally stormed the gates. <laughs> and we realized yeah. people people were going through the metal detectors and they were going no sound whatsoever. It's like somebody hit the mute button. Yeah, they had it turned off. Had it turned off. Get it. The alternative is that they try yeah. to check tickets and you get you know people don't get in until halfway through the one set that you're going to get. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to hear about a venue that is interested in you guys having a good experience as opposed to exactly. you know enforcing the rules or whatever. Yeah. Right. Big shout out shout out to Pine Knob because like we'll talk about it mm-hmm. later, but they they blew through a, a hard curfew as well, right? So that was yeah. yeah. Pine Knob's got a hard eleven, so they must have done some pretty good negotiating to get us yeah. to eleven thirty. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, where were you guys sitting? Were you guys on the lawn? Were you guys in the pavilion? Where where were your seats? Clay, how about you? Uh, yeah, so I had uh, Pavs, Mike's side. We were like the second section in, uh, cool. which was nice because we didn't know if it was going to like continue raining. You know, right. I was like, oh, I'm so glad we don't have lawns. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had a really, really good um, good view. You know, the sound was good. Um, I was joking with my girlfriend because I said we were, we were in the noob section because the people that were in front of us, um, you know, when someone has that like first show glow where they're just like you can tell like you're excited for them like you can feel what they're feeling so we had people in front of us where you could tell it was like their first or second show or something like that and then the people behind us um in normal circumstances i kind of would have been irritated by this but just the vibe with everything it I, i didn't mind it so much the people that were behind us kept asking after every song started they were like what's this song called I'd be like stash, you know, this Karini, and I finally just like it was happening every song. So like I just kind of like got in front of it, and like every time a song started, I turned around and said what it was. Um, but everyone was happy, everyone was having a good time, and uh, our seats were good, good sound. Cool. I, yeah. I went to a baseball game last week with a, a 
family friend who um, was bringing their au pair and she was from England, who was her first baseball game. It was a very similar experience where I was like, that's a hit. That's a strike. That, that's a ball. That That's a mitt. You know, and you're just like walking through everything. Right. Everyone's like, seen a ball, whether it's into a baseball <laughs> yeah. game or not. It's the round this thing. This is Brian. a ball. She's like, you're mansplaining. I get it. So I condescending. Get it. Thanks. Yeah. Is yeah. this called a bat? I'm just trying to be helpful. Come on. Yeah. Scotty, what about you? Where were you sitting? Uh, so we were paid side, lower pavilion, great sight lines, very happy where we were. Uh, became a little bit interesting down there with like nobody checking again, tickets <laughs> again. So lots of people made a hard, hard press down the side. Lots of people tried to get down in GA. Uh, eventually they, they, they beefed up security a little bit, but that initial push, what I thought was great and what I really loved about it was uh, like we found our seats really easily and, you know, there were people in our seats when we got there as expected, but like everybody had that kind of old school jumping seats, jumping rows. Sorry, man, my bad. Like nobody was really being too bad about it. And of course people wanted to get off the lawn. So we knew that there was going to be all that action, but it's, it's hard to stub people down with phones. And this is the other thing. My phone dies quite literally, which is my only proof of where I'm sitting. So like I was really torn whether to take a bathroom break at all. I did not interesting note but i uh i also like at that point was just kind of like what are people doing like we've all been out on the lot checking our radars there's got to be so many dead phones out there um yeah really happy with where we were it was it was a good get down section we had a good we had a good time i wonder if dead phones contributed to their uh decision not to sweat tickets Mm. Uh, it's interesting a lot of people who just showed up and couldn't yeah that's a really interesting thought i've only been to pine knob once i went there in 2014 and uh the venue it's so tiny. I think it's like 15,000 capacity, which for an amphitheater Something just like feels that. so small. And the lawn, I mean, it just looks like a tiny hill just on the other side mm-hmm. of this small pavilion. It was, I loved it. It was a very cozy little amphitheater and the sound was great. The sight lines were great wherever you were. You just felt like you were right on top of the band, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it there. So, Let's talk here about, let's jump into the music. So I really appreciate you guys setting the table here, which is really, really helpful to, for all of us at home who are like, can fish just come on stage? Like you guys are living the experience and living the rush into the venue after the announcement. Um, So fish comes on and they do a single set, um, which you know, going into this, someone mentioned Fenway, like there were a lot of, there was a lot of chatter in some of the text threads that I'm in about like, is this going to be like Fenway night two? Not everyone's favorite show from summer 2019 for a variety of reasons. I agree with those reasons. Um, to me, I was thinking about this this morning. These two Mexico opening night sets that they've done seem to really help fish craft a one set show like in the past the two set model has always been what works for fish where if you get a great first set you get this shockingly awesome first set because a lot of first sets can be used as like an introductory moment this one set approach seems to really be uh benefiting them just based on especially this last year the mexico set was great um but diving into this they come out they play i never needed you like this before Everything's right. Kill Devil Falls, Camel Walk, Stash, Bouncing Around the Room, My Friend, My Friend, David Bowie, Carini, Into No Man in No Man's Land, Into Twist, Drift While You're Sleeping, and then an encore of Bug into Possum. I believe it's a 15-song show, which is really wild to think about. If that was split apart across two shows, be a lot of jamming there. And there was a lot of jamming last night. Um, Scotty, starting with you, 
let's take kind of the first half of this show, maybe through the bouncing kind of that felt like a proper yeah. break there. What what was your highlight? I was just going to say bouncing, I think is set break. If you're, if you, if you really can't get your head wrapped around uh, a one set show and you really just want to divide it up that way, I would say bouncing is that sort of natural. You had three minutes to get to the bathroom. Go um, much shorter <laughs> step break, but, <laughs> but that being said, um, yeah. So, Everybody's kind of getting in, getting settled. Never needed you like this before. My first, great. Uh, love that. Love the energy. Get things started with a rock show. And and to me, uh, I never needed you like this before. Is always kind of a signal from the band. Like it, it. I don't know. Maybe I'm attaching it too much to pandemic thoughts here, but it just feels like that sort of we're all in this together. You know, totally. We need you. You need us. I've always read that message from the band, followed by everything's right, which the message couldn't be clearer. Right. You know. We're all here now. Everything's right. Just hold tight. Uh, our longest jam of the night. And, you know, it doesn't really get too much past type one jamming. But, like, again, we feel the push. We feel uh, some interesting ideas begin to percolate. percolate. The band is clearly sending us a message that we're going to go for it early. Uh, and we're going to start playing with ideas. And this is, I mean, if you want an overarching theme, micro jams and ideas aplenty are just dropped throughout this show right and and even if they're just touched upon for a few minutes and not stretched out there's a lot of great little ideas that emerge through everything's right and i think kill devil falls too which i'm gonna say yeah. is the most pleasurable kill devil falls i've ever seen i really enjoyed it uh and and it's really kind of jumped up you know it used to be an instant sort of i'm uh, not really but now i'm 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 a believer after this kill devil falls that's for sure so yeah. i would that's my uh like early highlight uh you know, and that stash. I mean, I know last summer was the summer of stash, uh, but that I think stashes in 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 the last five years have have mostly been of of upper tier, and and this one yeah. just felt like all night. I think we were all thinking. I don't know whether I don't propose to know what the band thinks, but I think we're all thinking. Okay, they're never going to let everything get too big, but they're going to do quality with what they've got. And I think the stash is that. Later, we'll talk about the Bowie is that. Um, Anyway, those are my thoughts on on kind of the first. I think it's it's a really it's a really good succinct breakdown. I mean, I to me, the Kill Devil Falls is where I I felt like there was like the most creativity coming off the stage, and that is a song that, as you noted, the first. Well, there were a couple of random versions: Bonnaroo '09, Bethel '2011, that stretched beyond the border, but for the most part. Kill the Falls kept in the pocket. It was this rocking song that they would use as a set one opener a lot of the time, or as kind of like a reset of we need to pump some energy into this show. But yeah, the last couple of years have been some fantastic versions of it. And last night was was no slouch. It was it was really really good. Clay, what about you? What what, what were your big highlights of uh, that first part of the set? Yeah, first part of the set, right off the rip, um, we were still in line whenever um, the show opened in line to get like posters and merch and stuff like that. Before I get into this, um, we get up to it's our turn in line to snag a poster. And they're like, Oh, that was our last one. And I was like, what? And they ran over to like the other merch table that was across the venue and brought some back. So we had to wait a little bit longer, but wound up getting a poster. Um, that's so that's, cool. ha- yeah, that's happening while um, I never needed you like this before. And the beginning of everything's right. We get to our seats right as everything's right is like I'm like oh they're they're going for this and right around that like 12 minute mark where they I'm a sucker for like the evil dark stuff that's right whenever they give us a little section like two to three minutes maybe five um, of some like 
they fall into this pocket and it's like dark and it's groovy. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I would say that's my overall highlight of the show. Um, but then, um, as Scotty mentioned, the, the stash um, is nothing to ignore as well. That was a really, um, what's the word? I guess what, cohesive. It was a very cohesive stash. Um, and then um, for the most part with the beginning of the show, those are my two highlights. We can get into the creamy later if you want to break it down in sections. Um, for, th- for the most part, I do. those two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, there's a great there's a great moment on the webcast. I don't know if you guys you guys probably didn't catch this in inside. You know, it's always a different perspective. But sure. they had the camera on the crowd from the stage as Stash moves into that like peaking jam, and there's a guy two rows back uh, he, he just has his arms up and just like starts like vibrating with the band and he's just got like like mouth open he's just like ah and i was like that is jonathan hart whenever fish goes into a stash second jam like it's that that once stash goes from stash to hey we're taking stash into a different direction like he was it was it was one of those perfect moments like the hood kid uh from the 2016 show yeah. you know where you're just like that dude right there, he's totally feeling it in the yeah. moment, and we at home all get to be there with him in this moment. Um, Jonathan, Megan, what were your guys' highlights from the first part of this uh, this this set? I feel I have to defend myself real quick uh, before Please. I let Megan go, which is to say that I'm never on the rail, but yes, I'm <laughs> reacting euphorically when they take the stash out. Um, and, and I like the other jams you guys have mentioned. I think Kill Devil Falls is particularly notable because it's not one they do that a lot with, but the stash is definitely my highlight. A, um, kind of bright major key kind of feeling a little upbeat jam as opposed to maybe the dark, dark stash that I dream of, but, uh, still a lot of fun and they stayed with one another all the way through and, uh, you know, outstanding do you guys think in any way that um because the the upbeat jamming was something i was thinking a lot about when we're Mm -hmm. listening to these these highlights do you guys think in any way that like they kind of i don't know if this is conscious or what but you know i'll throw it out there last night had to be a bit of a challenge from a fan standpoint you talked about this scotty like the sense that like you're seeing the radar and you're like is this show going to be canceled like have i canceled another fish show is this what's happening right now people are like up and down and you get out of your car you're like oh it's finally passed nope nope storm's back again um that they were kind of just like trying to transcend that through like upbeat music and upbeat jamming because nothing goes nearly as dark as the night before to add to that, you got to think the band is going through something similar. They may not be totally. looking at the radar, of although course. somebody is on their end. But you know, Trey may not be. But you know, they're like, "When's the show going to start?" Somebody's going to let them. Well, we got to wait another thirty minutes. We got to, you know, they're aware and they want to play that show. Like you guys want to be in there. We all want to be in there. They want to play it. They're there. They're ready. They're psyched. Trey, we all know Trey can't not play. He, you know, he's booking shows in between shows, like on, (laughs) it's, it's wild. So, you know, they're champing at the bit and I think that might impact that energy. 
I, I thought I maybe sure. they were also, I think that they're definitely also just been doing a lot of positive melodic jamming this tour. I think that yeah. they've been having this like balance of like really upbeat melodic jamming with this, like, you know, there's kind of like a, a yin yang thing. There's like this yang of this like beautiful, positive melodic jamming. And then there's this yin of like this like dark alien monster sound. And we really only got that like once tonight in the Karini, like barely for like a second. It was just like, I think every time they kind of went that way, it, you know, Trey's just not there right now. I think he's just doing a lot of like blissy peaks, really pretty. I felt like that was what they fell right into and everything's right. That jam, it's so effortless how they fall into that these days. And it was just beautiful right away. Just absolutely stunning, gorgeous jam. And you could hear Trey like building these blissy peaks. And then you just heard Mike come out back. Like, no, we're mm. actually going to funk town, everybody. And it was just like... He was just slapping away. and It was so good. I was like, loving where it got to at the end. That was like my highlight of the first part of the show was the last like two, three minutes of that Everything's Right jam. Super funky, super sexy, like really good. I felt like it had legs and could have kept going. I mean, 17 minutes totally. is great. But I felt like it could have kept going. And then I on the webcast, I saw Trey turn around and like look at Fishman and Fishman's like, we're stopping this, you know, like and, you hear this and, beat I'm throwing down. You want yeah, to stop like, this? Yeah. Stopping this, and then you just see Trey kind of like and it let it peter out and start up Kill Devil Falls. And I was like, come on, yeah, yeah. I still really but I think that time crunch. I think that time crunch was in mind, yeah. right? Like they just started, yeah. and they're like, they had to be feeling that yeah. too. So going back to like trying to you know predict what the band was feeling one way or the other. Yeah, they know they have a one hour set that's looming over. You could where I was standing, you could literally see the stage clock. Right, uh, that's, that's just that's just ooh. like I know it's it's I, hate it I can't not look at it, yeah, but I, serious I, I, I have to. Um, I I think the blissiness trace thinking, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I think the blissiness is definitely was a reaction to maybe trying to keep everybody's spirits spirits high. I thought maybe they were taking the extra time before the show to learn Thunderhead. And give us <laughs> give us that that Thunderhead moment <laughs> we've we've been waiting for for how many years? That was waiting? Waiting so long. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I think when we talk about the Karini, we'll talk about that that almost turn toward the darkness. But uh, it was yeah. it was it's all like, light all the time. I know it was right there. I, I felt it too. And even touching back with what I was saying earlier, like I had to keep myself in in check with you know keeping the positive vibe. No no pun intended about the sound of the jams. But you know it's hard. We all have expectations going into the show, whether we want to or not. They're ingrained in us, the type of jams we want, the type of songs we want, the type of songs we don't want. And as I mentioned earlier, like, I want the darkness. You can sing Live, Laugh, and Love all you want. Soul Planet, you can sing about whatever you want to. But whenever we get to, whenever we switch on that type two, like, let's let's go deep and let's go dark. And so just setting myself and being like, okay, just go with whatever happens. They're playing happy right now. We want to bliss out. We're going to bliss out. Don't fight it. It's like, yeah, you can't fight it. And so that's what I was having. Surrender to the flow. Exactly. But I know what you mean. It's so hard though, because like, I think we all care about this so much and we don't get to do it all the time. Right. So it's just like, you have this on your calendar, you're just counting down, you know? And so I think that that builds that, that sense of like anticipation and anxiety and expectation. So Mm -hmm. good for you for surrendering (laughs) to the flow. (laughs) It's not easy. Yeah. I th- I think it's also you know Scotty you talked about this uh, the 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 timing of it and I want to talk about that a bit as we get to the back half of this set here because I feel like this is something that they struggled with in the past with these one set shows and I think that this is part of what at least in my mind these Mexico sh- uh, welcome sets have helped is like 
they go into those shows like the Fenway show and this show, they're going in thinking it's a two set show. Who knows what they're sound checking? Who knows what they're thinking? Trey's compiling a song list and it's like, I want to play these songs. The Fenway show ultimately felt to me. And I would say like the Chicago 2013 shows where they had so much like rain on rain off. They play the three set show in the middle. Those shows felt like he was trying to cram all of the songs that he wanted to play that night into a single set. And so Fenway's just like, boom, 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 song, song, song. Here's a little bit of jamming, but here's more songs last night at least felt in line to me with the mexico welcome set from this year where you had some songs where it ultimately felt like a longer first set but you had a lot of improvisation where they kind of freed themselves and especially on the back end to me that carini no man twist segment you hear the band exploring in the same manner that they would in a second set where they kind of in the past may have said, we have 45 minutes left here in the set. Let's play six songs here. They're like, let's let these songs breathe a little bit. Now, again, that's me projecting who knows how accurate that actually is on stage, but that was how I took away from it. Um, I'm curious, Clay, for you, what was your big moment from the back half of the set here that you really liked? Well, I'm glad you let me go first. So I'm not just saying what everyone else is going to say. Uh, obviously, the Carini. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a definite highlight. But I don't want to overshadow the 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 Bowie. Um, mm, I took thank you. Uh, my girlfriend and I both. <laughs> he said, "Don't worry." Bowie <laughs> um, Shan is here. Yeah. So um, this was my girlfriend's uh, fourth show. And prior to meeting me, had no knowledge of fish, didn't know the jams or anything. And after us being together for a couple of years, um, it's she's she recognizes songs now. She can tell whenever you know stuff goes type two. She knows she's developing her own taste within the band, like we all have, which is refreshing, right? Um, feels good. And even after that Bowie, she was like, she turned to me and she was like, "That was a solid Bowie," and I was like. You know what? You're right. I was like, I wanted, I wanted a couple of more That's minutes, great. but I was like, yeah. And it, I just like one of those Proud like moment. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yes, man, yes. You get it. Yeah. You get it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. Um, so the Bowie um, was my first outside of the you know everything's right was the first time in that show to where I was like, okay, like even though I put my expectations aside, like I got something with some meat on it, you know. Um, so the Bowie was great. And then the Carini, like we all mentioned, like teetering on stepping over to the dark side, like just waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, but it was so good and perfect. I, well, I don't want to say the perfect amount of time, but it was long enough to explore multiple themes. Um, didn't really teeter over the way that I would have liked it to go, but it was still overall great. I have nothing bad to say about either one of those jams. Scotty had his chance earlier to apologize for the weather issues. Um, I want to apologize to everyone in the venue as well as at home for the Bowie. Um, it was an amazing Bowie. And uh, I texted our group thread probably six minutes in and said, something is happening in this Bowie and something did happen. It something did, did happen. It, 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 it started to go in places that it hadn't gone in a long time. And as Russ Tab, good friend of the pod, says Bowie is the new bag, which I think interesting. I think means mm-hmm. we're, we're we're getting there. We're about to get there. We're about to have that that big Bowie. But I called it. 
I feel like I called a perfect game in the sixth inning, texted a bunch of friends, hey, turn on the uh, the A's. We've got a perfect game going right now. It's going to happen. And then three pitches later, uh, it, it, it's there, there's a single into the outfield, and it's off. So I apologize to everybody who's listening, who's going back to it. But there were some moments in that Bowie that that was an yeah. incredible Bowie. But um, Scotty, what was what was your big highlight here of this back half of the set? Right. So I have to admit, like I've been, you know, Brian, we've probably been talking to each other for about five years or so, roughly speaking. Tune into the pod all the time. There are two people in the world that I think of when a Bowie comes on. And I think, will this Bowie jam? And they're on screen with me right now here. Between Jonathan and Brian, I know both of you. I know both of you crave this as much as the rest of us do. Megan, I'm not discluding you at all. 97 kid, you've, you've got some Bowie love as well in you. I know. You. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but like, <laughs> we were there and I was willing it. And like, I was, I was, I was actually there with a, someone who's only seen about four or five shows. He was getting a lot of things off his checklist. And I was, I was convinced as well. I was holding his elbow because he's a very tall man. I was just like, <laughs> okay, brother. all right, brother, this, this is, I think we're going to go. But that being said, great Bowie, not all timer, not the, not the jam. I, cause I really did think if this was the opening of the second set, this was going to be our, our tent pole jam for the, for the second yeah. set. I felt 25 minutes in. And yet that clock that I could see, I swear to you, it, it, it was telling me the same thing, which was that, Tick tock, tick, tick tock, tick. They had things they want to get. They were cutting the ballads. Our our cooldown song is bouncing, and then we are flooring it in the second set. This is my band brain thinking. Like this is yep. this is what it, what I'm thinking. Right. So uh, I do want to highlight the bow. The other thing that I want to highlight, uh, and, and we'll probably talk about the creedy now, is because my phone's dead. I can't take notes for this. I always like to have a few thoughts that I'm having during the show, uh, and due to the nature of shows, you know, memory can be tedious at best. So. I, I, I had this like phrase I kept repeating. Remember this for the pod. Remember this for the pod. Okay. The Karini Oasis Supreme Lowrider. Karini mm. Oasis Supreme Lowrider. Yeah. Because yes, and, and then yes. when I listened back to it on the drive this morning, so we had the Karini, we had and then they packed into three minutes and forty-one seconds four different ideas of where they could have got because it got really <laughs> stigma oasis-y there. Yes. For about 45 seconds. And I could like I sang along with it. I'm like, nope, there's Sigma Oasis right now. And then because I've got the the 2012 uh, disease supreme on the brain from Pine Knob, which I was lucky enough to be at and lucky enough to like champion as one of my great unsung things that everybody needs to hear if they haven't heard it. Mm-hmm. I heard a little bit of that. I'm like, okay, there's the supreme. And then the low rider. It was, it was just, yeah, there was a lot of emotions to feel all at once. A lot can, of things. Can I just that say, had with Go ahead, John. There's this amazing moment uh, sitting at home watching the show on Fish Twitter where there were about five or six different songs, teases being spotted by 30 or 40 people all in the span of like five minutes. And all, th- all three of those were in there. I, I, texted these guys about lowrider um but it's um yeah it it was actually kind of hilarious to see everybody just like rattling off different songs some of them i have no idea where they got that from a couple of them i was like yeah okay yeah yeah sigma oasis they've been jamming a lot throughout this the summer and love supreme i have heard that otherwise elsewhere this summer too so yeah it and i'm sure it's in there 
Ben Gardner here, good friend of the pod. Uh, I started singing the I Love Supreme Melody in a deep baritone in my section. Sorry yes. if I was obnoxious to yeah. people around me. Never obnoxious to be singing a Love Supreme, especially when you're hearing that. I, I definitely heard the uh, Sigma Oasis as well. A lowrider mm-hmm. was – I'm just checking the stats because when they started playing it, I was like, oh, this would be – a pretty cool bust out wouldn't it like i don't remember the last time they played it 7 15 2003 551 shows ago so had they okay. committed that is a huge huge stat for people to have even without they the got a little jam like the yeah. jam the little jam yeah. it was great and they were definitely playing it we just didn't have the lyrics so um fish.net is not allowed to put that up there unless people riot and come at no put a petition out right do that go find scott marks at the water wheel table and he's not do that do not do that very very good funny that map that came out oh my gosh (laughs) i uh well jonathan i want to turn to you because i know you've been sitting here patiently while we've all been talking about this david bowie you have the floor (laughs) okay so this david bowie's trash uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but it, it, everybody's, everybody here is right. Everybody's commented already is right. It's, um, it's a good David Bowie. It modulates a little bit. There's a couple changes and, but it never really leaves the ground. Um, it floats gracefully along the ground <laughs> and it lands beautifully um which is like the framework for a deep amazing david bowie but it's not that one yet um and yet you know brian you i appreciate your apology uh for ruining this jam but i i I want you to know that i had several people tweet at me other people (laughs) just i saw them tweeting about you know this could go well stop just stop Jinxing it. Let it go. <laughs> Let it happen. And then afterwards, we could be all like, fuck yeah! You know? But <laughs> just, just just let it get there before you celebrate. Yeah. yeah. So maybe Don't count your chickens there. before they hatch. It's the same thing. It happened to me when ACDC bag started going out at the man. And um, I, I slightly regret my 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 exclamations over it because the one at Meriwether was the more exploratory one, but we're still kind of, we're still waiting for that, uh, the, you know, that to cross like 15 minutes and really, really go off there. So I, I understand what you mean. We all just get so excited. This is Fish's I mean, fault. I get it. They've I'm held these jam too. vehicles back and now they're saying, hey, we, we might actually do this. If you think I am not watching the thing with my phone in my hand, just like ready <laughs> to go, it happened. You know, you, Scotty's I mean, watching the clock on stage. You're coming. Kind of, don't watch the clock anxiety. I'm not watching the clock. I'm not timing anything. You'll know it when you hear it. We'll all know it when we hear I it. Swear and when it's we over and we look this. back and it's only been I nine know. minutes, but somehow goes into some of the deepest space like that split open and melt the other day. Mm. that's the win it doesn't have to be long it just has to depart and very good that is the line very good point the 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 length of a jam does not determine its greatness totally no not at all totally agree with that i'm sorry that you um, can see the scott the the clock scotty that that's yeah it's the worst and And it was bright red too like it wasn't like it wasn't like unavoidable it was like like your old first digital clock that used to wake up for school every day just the red (laughs) digital 
haunt me. Right. The worst. Right. A lot of money to be spent if you go over that. They've got to be. They've got to be reinforced there in the show. Megan, yeah. what about you? What was your big highlight of this last part of this of the show? The one thing I wanted to point out that stood out to me in the Bowie too is just Mike giving it some extra sauce with his vocals. He's just delivering these days. I mean, I think about like the big black furry creature from Mars in Raleigh where he was just like, he's really sounding very good. And he was doing that during mm. Bowie too, stretching out some of the lyrics in a way that sounded really cool. It was really hard to notice, but really cool if you listen back to it. He's just really, he's, I think Mike's on fire right now. But yeah, I love the Karini too. When they started to play the like alien noises, I was like, just go. But you know, they didn't. No, I thought it was a great, I thought that section was really good. You know, I think that whole bit from Bowie, Carini, I mean, No Man, it was like still got into that like hypnotic groove. And then I thought they were going to take that one dark too. But then Trey found a riff and then ended in twist. So I think you're right. I think he was really influenced by wanting to play more songs too, but still allowed things to breathe, which I think is commendable. It's a tough balance. We've talked a yeah. We've talked a lot this tour about fourth quarters and about the idea mm-hmm. that like the last part of a show tends to be you know songy high high energy um, rather than like you know a segment of of music in in a sense that that's kind of bridged naturally. I felt like last night was the latter. It didn't feel like they leaned into the clock or to hey we got to do this song and then this high energy song and then this high energy song to keep to leave people on a high note. That Karini No Man Twist segment is legitimate jamming and legitimately really good music. And it all felt really natural. The, mm-hmm. the, the direct mm-hmm. segue into No Man felt like kind of surprising in the moment. It also mm-hmm. felt very natural in a good way. Like both of those things, like where you're like, oh, wow, they found No Man. Of course they found No Man. When you listen back, it makes total sense. The way that that went into Twist, I don't know, it all felt like a really really good uh, spot for me. Um, Clay, Scotty being there, did that feel like that for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. No, it it felt really good. I think you put it, I think you said it perfectly. And I always think back, or I say, I always think back, I was thinking back today, if you would have taken away those two songs, like the song portion of that, of No Man's and Twist and just had the music. So like leaving the jam from Karini, picking up the jam and no man's picking up the jam and twist that would have been people would be talking about that jam Mm. for it would, it would automatically be like a, a top tier, you know, everybody's talking about it. Um, just through, just through some, uh, lyrics in between it. So there's some audio editing. It's definitely (laughs) kind of a theme of this tour though. There's been like these kind of like micro jams right at the end of songs. And so it sometimes feel like it's just one long jam that they're just kind of like, putting songs in between in a way that's pretty cool. Exactly. I also thought the set had a really nice kind of thematic book ending to it. Like you were saying, Scotty, there was that really, I never needed you and think about everything's right. Total pandemic songs to me, just because of like the Sigma Oasis release. And also just yeah. like, I never needed you. when Trey came out on the tonight show. Like those moments just always remind me of that. And drift while you're sleeping was just something that really hit me mm-hmm. hard when I was during the pandemic. That was like, you know, those Ghost of the Forest songs are so intimate and so honest. And I think that the, he had a really nice kind of bookend to the beginning and the end of the set that, that to me, gave it a really nice flow and thoughtfulness. Yeah, two, the, two points there. Stormy the, weather lyric, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, no Man in No Man's Land. Big pop, if you listen to the tapes, probably, uh, when it's like, you know, we're happy that you're here, exposed yeah. to all the elements inside exactly. all this clear. Like, that, that got a I remember that big... Bit 
big pop. Yeah. Uh, and then, as my buddy Sean Taylor is saying in the chat, there that the move we move through story weather now. You know, drift is is somewhat of a, a controversial uh, choice sometimes, and not not everybody's favorite way to end. But I tell you, last night in that particular position, thematically, there was a lot of people singing along. Maybe to we move through stormy weather that that maybe wouldn't have before. I don't know whether you found that clear or yeah. not, but it was. It was definitely a, a throw your arms around the person nearby because we just all collectively went through that moment together. Yeah. Once again, after I, you know, put myself mentally in check, I was like, that's a cool way to end. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's cool and how so that it, happens it, where like yeah. a song, just to, just quickly like on that, like it, it's cool how sometimes a song doesn't fully connect with the entire fan base and then a moment happens and they play it in the right space. And suddenly it becomes a song that everybody embraces. And like, we got you. Ha, you like it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now you guys all understand why, we, you know, like, but it's also fascinating to me that like, I can't even imagine, you know, Trey's got a song list in front of him. So he has like the list of these are the 50 songs or whatever I want to choose from for tonight's show. It's amazing sometimes when they make that perfect song selection, like a drift in that in that spot there, where he's able to think in the moment, this will do it right right here, and it it's it's something beyond what we're even thinking about. But Scotty, go ahead. What were you saying? No, that that pretty much summates what I was going to say. Just brought it all in, together in a nice bow and uh, some nice thematic elements to to take us all home. And then we get the encore bug and possum. Um, we get the 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 heart wrenching moment uh, to start things out. The heartwarming moment. The hearts are a flutter. Um, everyone's doing the fist bumps now to bug. Which um, we're at the point in the tour where like I'm starting to think, what are the songs that I'm going to hear when I see the band next weekend at Alpine? Because we're starting to hear songs that it's like they may not play it this weekend in AC. They <laughs> may not play it in Toronto. What are we going to get next weekend? Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to be doing fist bumps, uh, uh, at Alpine. It, it just feels right at this point in time, but, um, any last thoughts you guys have, just anything we didn't cover from a set list standpoint here. Um, I, I think, think we so. did a pretty good job of covering yeah. everything, you know, with it being the one set, um, we can all say, I wish this would have happened, or we can all say, Hey, this is cool for what it was. And the band delivered with sometimes in life you're handed what you're handed and you got to make it work. And that's exactly what happened. And I think everybody walked away from it. Uh, happy. I didn't see anybody leaving saying, God, man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, even the, there was one guy, there was that one guy. No, Th- there has okay. to be. There's always yeah. that guy. Um, but it is a really good point. Like last night was in line with the last couple of years. It was a lemonade type of night. We, mm-hmm. we, we've had challenges and we, and we work our way through it, which brings us to our final segment of the show here, which is our free lasting highlight of the show. This is if we're in 2027, 2032, looking back on the summer of 2022, what was the moment that people will be going back to? And this is brought to us from our friends at Fans for Racial Equity, who seek to build an anti-racist live music scene and promote liberation through racial equity in the world at large by activating the collective power of our community, by facilitating thoughtful engagement around race and its intersection with other community, with other issues, excuse me, free empowers fans to challenge discrimination and systemic oppression wherever they see it. To get involved in freeze education, outreach, and community partnership programs, you can sign up 
with the link on the screen, or you can listen to me say it at fansforracialequity.org. Once again, that's fans with a PH for racialequity.org. You can share in the groove with them at the free table during a show. They will be at every venue for the rest of Fish's summer tour. Um, Clay, starting with you, if we're thinking five years from now, what is the lasting highlight uh, that you are going to be looking back on? Great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with the everything's right from the 12-minute mark to the 15-minute mark. Mm, that piece very of music. specific. <laughs> you have to be. Once again, you know, when you're given something to work with, you got to work with it. Um, I'm going to go with that because that was the first, just taking myself back into the moment of last night, that was the first time it, during that show to where I was like, okay, there, here's something. There's something sure. that's going to happen. They're not just going to phone it in. Like, let's, we're, we're mm. getting some, some meat here. Um, so I'm going to go with that and I'll, I'll leave the uh, Carinis and the Bowies for, for other people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good moment. I was, I, I, I was, I was on bedtime duty last night and I put my mm. daughter to bed and I walked out right as everything's right, was leaving the song and moving into the jam. And around that point I had that same feeling of like, this is not Fenway. This is, this is something mm-hmm. very different right. in terms of one set show. Scotty turning to you, what was your, what's your last moment from last night? I think it's going to be one of those shows that uh, if people are scanning back through the summer of 2022 and they need a, a nice bite-sized picture of what 2022 looked like uh via sort of micro jam positive jam whatever you could just dial up this show and have it all in one neat compact uh package uh sometimes we do that we go back through the years it's like what what did i miss because this is obviously going to be overshadowed by blossom uh but it, it carries a bit of that energy through um so i think from that perspective it might just be a curiosity uh in, in the tour or in you know your own personal stats, you go back and it's like, oh yeah, I want to remember what it was like to feel that wet and, and listen to a show. <laughs> uh, but that being said, um, you know, for those of you that are, that are making your, your summer 2002 or 2022 playlist out there, you're probably going to uh, throw that, that Carini no man's uh, in, in your block. Uh, but uh, don't, don't sleep on the Bowie either. I mean, it's, it's obvious, but sometimes the simplest answer is the correct one. That's it. That's it. I love that. I love that. That's great. Jonathan, how about you? What is, what is your lasting highlight from last night's show? I mean, I think the thing that people are going to remember and come back to is the uh, Karini No Man's Land or the Everything's Right. Um, I kind of, I've been sitting here the whole time bouncing back and forth between them. Notice that neither of those were my highlights from the mm. first or second half of the show, but mm. that's just me. Those were my highlights, the other things. So, but I think um, I think it's probably going to be people will dial this up and they'll be like, "Oh, look at that Carini," and uh, and they'll go with it, and they won't be wrong. They won't be wrong. That's good, Meg. How about you? I think it's that everything's right, but I also think people will be talking about the weather and the encore that he dedicated to the girl that he sang with. Those are probably things that people will be talking about. I think these are all good suggestions and I like how your heart is warm towards the end. It is, it is shout cool that Jovi. Trey, yeah, yeah, shout out to Jovi. It's cool that Trey connected the dots between that Grand Rapids acoustic show and last night. Um, 
yeah, really, really special moment. I think I'm going to go from a musical standpoint with the Kill Devil Falls. We talked about it at the top of the show. That, to me, like just the way that they dove into that song, the way that that song seems to represent the way the band is able to just escape their songs so easily right now without mm-hmm. any effort. They just dive in and they, you know, Trey finds a new riff that's aligned with the song, but is gets them away from the songs, like kind of musical proper moment. And they just go off running and who knows what's going to happen at that point in time. And kill devil falls. There was a moment where I was like, we could get like a 25, 30 minute jam in this set. We don't have to, but we could get one just based on the way that they're playing and listening to that back this morning. I was like, this is just full of ideas. If you're going to wrap a jam up, not many better ways you can do it than wrapping it up in a camel walk. So uh, I, I really dug that that segment of the show, and I will probably be going back to that years from now. Really, really excited about it. Well, Clay, Scotty, thank you guys both for hanging with us here. This was a ton of fun. I'm glad that you guys were able to ring yourselves out. Maybe the sandals, the footwear still needs a couple more days to dry on like a hot, dry, dusty porch. But really, really appreciate you guys uh, hanging with us here. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It was uh, it was a blast, and I always love to get to sit down and talk fish for however long. Thank <laughs> so, you so thanks much. for having Clay, me. Will you tell us just a little bit about your podcast? I yes, will. I will. Um, I also have a fish-based podcast. It's called We Are Everywhere. The handle's right here. Um, and basically, I just talk to um, other fish fans from all walks of life about how you got into the band favorite jams, favorite songs, not so favorite songs, and just share some cool stories from the, uh, from the road. And, uh, you will all be future guests at some point. So (laughs) I'll return the favor and have you guys on mine. We love it. Thank you you so much, man. It's a great, it's a great show. And Scotty, we know that we will be talking with you a little bit further down the road as well. I think that you're joining us for the, uh, Toronto recaps. We'll be excited to hear no border awesome. crossing, hopefully the, no crazy rain, although I can't speak uh, too certainly about that, but you know, hopefully hopefully it works out. So far so good. The the long long range looks like it's 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 going to be good. I'm already looking. It's it's that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to like, plan it. Gotta plan yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, "Oh boy." You, <laughs> Toronto you doesn't handle it. it. Yeah, there's they got their own drainage issues. Uh, that's oh, that's for sure too, it. but uh, have fun in AC. Those are doing that are doing AC and uh and we'll see you back here for the Toronto recap. Yes, cool. yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you guys. Have a great day Thanks, um, and we will talk with you guys both here soon. See you see guys it. later. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Well, we will be back. Surprise, surprise. We're going to be back tomorrow. We had so much interest, so much excitement around our Midwest runs and so many people who uh, wanted to talk with us about it that we were going to come back tomorrow. We are going to be bringing on Dave Schlesinger uh, as well as um, Ben Gardner um, to talk through not only fishes Midwest shows in Blossom as well as in Pine Knob, but also the tour at large. We're going to be talking favorite shows so far, favorite jams so far. So join us tomorrow, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, same time, same place for a very special bonus episode of the Helping Friendly Podcast on tour. We're also releasing one of our premium episodes tomorrow. We talk as a small group 
uh, about our favorite underrated moments of the previous week of tour. We've done two of those thus far. We've got another one coming out tomorrow. Sign up for under for uh, HF Pod Premium through Osiris Media on Apple Podcasts. Just a short little, uh, uh, small little token of appreciation for what we do, and um, we. We are more than happy to uh, continue bringing and excited to bring you guys more um, more bonus content for that. So we will see you all tomorrow, and then we will see you again, last thing I'm going to say, on Monday. If you want to catch our HF Pod recaps this weekend from, from AC on Saturday and Sunday, um, you are going to be doing that through the i'm just pulling up the notes here right now drum roll through the whatnot app uh all of those links will be available if you go to osirispod.com slash ac1 for saturday's show and osirispod.com slash ac2 you can watch the live show on saturday as well as the auction slash live show on sunday and then we'll be back right here on Monday to talk with you about the final night of AC plus wrap up the entire AC weekend. So thank you everyone out there for hanging with us today. Thank you to Scotty and clay for hanging with us here and talking with us about a very soaked and fun single set show from Detroit, just outside of Detroit from pine knob, Jonathan, anything else? Did we forget anything here? It seems like enough. Uh, it's a good time. This was I'm a good time. I always home good and to dry, though, but it looks like a, it looks like it was a good time for those who made it. It was, it was a fun, fun show. We will be back tomorrow. Excited to talk with you all about um, just kind of where we're at in the tour this far. Thank you all for listening. Talk with you all soon. Osiris. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny streaming everywhere now. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. 
So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.